Hi there, welcome to this podcast. This is a portion of enjoyment entitled, Christ was glorified in his resurrection and released the fire of his divine life. It is inspired from the morning revival for today, week 11 day 2 and the holy word for morning revival on the topic of, an overview of the central burden and present truth of the Lord's recovery before his appearing. If you enjoy this portion, do not forget to share it with your friends and also leave us a comment with what you have enjoyed. Christ was glorified by the Father in his resurrection and released the glory of his divinity, that is, he cast the fire of the divine life on the earth to enlarge the divine incorporation and include man. Hallelujah! What God desires to gain today is a corporate entity among men that is filled with his life and one with him for his corporate expression. He wants to gain a universal incorporation of himself with man. So God went through a process in order to become man, partaking of the human nature, and he went through human living, death, and resurrection. In resurrection, Christ became a life-giving spirit to impart his divine life into those who believe into him. When he was on the earth, the Lord Jesus was mysterious to the uttermost, for time and time again he identified himself with God the Father and said that he did all things by the Spirit. This is quite complicated and complicating, the triune God is a mystery, and the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ was not a simple matter. And now we are brought into this complication, for when we believe into the Lord Jesus, we are included in the enlarged divine human incorporation of the consummated God with the regenerated believers. Amen. The Lord Jesus said that in that day, in the day of his resurrection, we will all know that the Father is in the Son, the Son is in the Father, the Son is in us, and we are in the triune God, John 14 20. Wow! Do we know this? Christians today are so concerned with outward things including ordinances, doctrines, ways to meet and serve, etc. But who knows that today we all as believers in Christ are part of the enlarged divine human incorporation of God and man? If we know this, we will all be one, even as the triune God is one. If we know that we are included in the divine human incorporation of the process God and the regenerated man, we will simply be one with God and one with the saints, for the enlarged oneness of the triune God is now including us. Hallelujah! This is truly mysterious yet so wonderful. In this article, we want to see how can this incorporation be, what did the Lord do and what processes he went through in order to achieve the divine human incorporation. This sounds so lofty and high, yet it is so real and sweet in our Christian life. We need to say Amen to God's Word and pray it back to the Lord so that the Lord as the Spirit of Reality would guide us into all the reality of what He is and what He has promised to us. Christ released the glory of His divinity in His resurrection when He was glorified by the Father with the divine glory. When God became man, when the Word became flesh, John 1 1, 14, something miraculous happened, the infinite God was embodied in a man. Somehow the infinite, almighty, all-inclusive God was limited and concealed in a man. The humanity of Jesus became a shell to conceal the glory of his divinity. He wanted to release this glory, see the transfiguration on the mountain, when he unzipped and showed forth some of his glory to the three disciples. The flesh of Christ, the humanity which he put on himself when he became a man, concealed the glory of his divinity. When others saw him, they saw a man, but within this man there was the glory of God. The glory of Christ's divinity was concealed in him as in a grain of wheat, his humanity, through his incarnation, became a shell to conceal the glory of his divinity with his divine life, John 12 23-24. The Lord said in v. 23 that now is the time for the Son of Man to be glorified, this glorification does not refer to the outward praise and adulation from the people but to the fact that he had to go through death and resurrection to release the glory of his divinity. For the Lord to be glorified, he had to go through death and resurrection even as the grain of wheat had to die and the shell had to be broken for the life in this grain to grow and bear fruit. 
It is through death and in resurrection, Christ was glorified. In Luke 12:49 to 50 we further see that the Lord desired to be baptized and to cast fire on earth. The Lord was pressed and constrained, longing to be baptized with the baptism of His death for the release of the glory of His divinity. He knew that His divine life was concealed within the shell of His humanity and only death and resurrection could break this shell and release His divine glory. He was the unique grain of wheat that contained His divine life with His divine glory. When he was put to death, the shell of his humanity was broken through his crucifixion. Then, all the elements of his divinity, his divine life and his divine glory, were released simultaneously. Wow, hallelujah! When he was on earth, the Lord longed to be baptized with the baptism of his death, and he said that he is pressed until this baptism is accomplished. He was pressed, constrained, in his flesh, which he had to put on himself through incarnation. He wanted to release the glory of his divine life and propagate it all over the earth to regenerate many believers for his body, but only his death could break the shell and his resurrection could impart this life into others. Praise the Lord! Just as a grain of wheat is life in itself but first it has to die, have the shell broken, and the life in it can grow for the increase of the grain, so Christ was full of the divine life and had to go through death and resurrection so that the divine life within him to be released, propagated, and imparted into all his believers. When his divine life was released in his death and then propagated in his resurrection, that was him being glorified by the Father. He wanted to be glorified, and the way he was glorified was through his death and resurrection. It is the same with us today, we contain the divine life, and the only way we can be glorified and God can be glorified is when we experience Christ in his death and resurrection for the release of his divine life. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for your death and resurrection. Hallelujah, God became a man and put on the flesh through incarnation. Amen, Lord, thank you for being willing to conceal the glory of your divinity into the shell of your humanity while you were on the earth. Praise you for your death that broke this shell for the release of the glory of your divine life. Hallelujah, through his death on the cross, Christ's human shell was broken and the glory of his divinity was released. Praise the Lord, in his resurrection Christ propagated and dispensed his released divine life into all of us so that we may be regenerated to be the many believers in Christ. Wow, Lord, we thank you for the process you went through so that your divine life would be released and dispensed into us to make us the many members of the body of Christ, part of the divine human incorporation. Christ released the fire of the divine life through his death to be the impulse of our spiritual life and resurrection. When Christ released the glory of his divine life through his death, he cast the fire of the divine life, Luke 12:49. What is the fire of the divine life? This fire has become the impulse of our spiritual life in Christ's resurrection. The Lord Jesus did not come on the earth only to redeem us and bring us back to God through repentance and faith in him. Even more, he came to cast fire on earth, he came to release the fire of his divine life on earth through his death, and this fire became the impulse of our spiritual life in his resurrection. This divine fire started in Jerusalem at the time of the Lord's death and has been burning through Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Today we as believers in Christ have the fire of His divine life burning in us. This fire is burning all over the earth, causing men to repent and turn to the Lord, and accomplish the purpose of God. It is only by the Lord falling into the ground to die that He could release the fire of His divine life from within Him. He died a fire-releasing death on one hand, it was a life-releasing death, and on the other hand, this life is the fire of the divine life. We may think that we're not burning today, but actually, when we exercise our spirit to contact the Lord, we are burning with the divine fire. There is a divine flame in each and every believer in Christ. The fire may be burning very dimly, but it is there, we need to fan our spirit into flame in order to cause this fire to be intensified. 
what we need is not strange fire, the fire that comes from our natural life with its abilities and zeal, but the divine fire, the fire of the divine life in our spirit. The fire of the Lord's divinity is the impulse of our spiritual life and resurrection. Impulse is an impelling force. Every believer in Christ has an impelling force in him that causes him to go on with the Lord, contact the Lord, contact the saints, and preach the gospel. It is easy for us to just live a comfortable life, minding our own business and taking care of our own affairs, but as believers in Christ, we have the impulse of the spiritual life, which is the fire of the divine life burning in us. Because of this fire burning in us, we may even move to a country that we have never dreamed of, with the purpose of spreading the divine fire in that country. Because of the fire of the divine life in us, we are willing to go to the full-time training to give the Lord some time to train us to be proper Christians enjoying the Lord and serving in the church life. As we turn to the Lord in our spirit, contacting Him and fellowshipping with Him, the fire of the divine life is burning in us. The release of the glory of Christ's divinity was His being glorified by the Father with the divine glory in His resurrection through His death, Acts 3.13. Christ in His human living prayed that the Father would glorify Him, and the Father answered His prayer by resurrecting Him from the dead, therefore glorifying Him, John 17.1, Luke 24.26. Such a glorification transferred Christ from the stage of incarnation into the stage of inclusion. Before his death he was in the stage of incarnation, but after his resurrection, he entered into inclusion. In the stage of incarnation, Christ was a man with a human shell concealing the glory of his divinity. In the stage of his inclusion, Christ became the all-inclusive, life-giving spirit. 1 Corinthians 15:45, Phil. 1:19 to dispense his life into all his believers. Hallelujah. Through his glorification and his resurrection, Christ became the firstborn Son of God, now he possesses both divinity and humanity, and he was begotten by God in his resurrection to be his firstborn Son, Acts 13.33, Romans 8.29. Christ became the life-giving Spirit, the pneumatic Christ, in his resurrection, to breathe himself, dispense himself as the fire of the divine life into us, Acts 20.22. Also, in his resurrection he regenerated us all, the believers in Christ, to be the children of God, the species of God, one pet. 1-3. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for releasing the fire of your divine life and imparting it into us to regenerate us and make us sons of God. Hallelujah, the fire of the divine life is burning in us and working in us as believers in Christ. We open to you, Lord, and we allow you to burn and spread in us and through us. May the impulse of our spiritual life cause us to go on with you, cooperate with you for your purpose, live in spirit and minister the spirit to others for their going on with the Lord and for their building up in the church. Praise the Lord for the divine life in us. Amen, Lord, we praise you for your death and resurrection. You were glorified by the Father in your resurrection as you released and imparted your divine life into us. Praise the Lord, we are now the children of God and the many members of the body of Christ to be part of the divine human incorporation of the process God and the regenerated believers.